Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. A.J. Albrecht is a lawyer who used to work in corporate law. She was able to find a way to merge her two loves, that of law, with her love of animals and dogs specifically, and to find a way to carve out a new vocation. She is now the legislative attorney for the Best Friends Animal Society. Hi, A.J. Welcome to Dog Save the People. Thanks so much, John. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to have you here. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up? I grew up in central New Jersey. That's a real place. Contrary to what people might say, (laughs) a little town called Pennington. Okay. We had lots and lots of animals growing up. I was raised by a mom who was an animal lover. So we had everything from cats and a German shepherd to rats, a tarantula, um, a lizard of some sort. My brother's probably cringing because I don't know what kind of lizard he Uh had. But yes, lots of animals. Very cool. In 2011, I adopted my first dog, Bo. Yeah. Bo's probably between 8 and 10. Uh We've had him for 8 years, so he's at least that old, and he was an adult dog when we got him. Beautiful. And after less than a year, we got him Canine Good Citizen certified, and he's still a quirky guy. He's not a dog I take to street fairs, let's put it that way. Right, sure. But he is absolutely my heart dog, and opened up this whole world of animal rescue and pit bull advocacy, and really just dogs. And we fostered starting in 2013, so we had about two years as an only child. Right. And then started fostering, and Mama Julep came home in October of 2017. What kind of dog is she? We call her a pit bull. She's about 20 pounds less than Bo. We DNA tested her. She came back mostly Amstaff and a dash of Rottweiler, which is fascinating. But um, yeah, so she's, she's a pity as well, you'd say. And how old do you think she is? We know that she's seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because our prior owner told us that. And how do they get along, Mama Julep and Bo? So Bo's the one who decided she was a foster fail. Uh-huh. Um, he's not snuggly with other dogs right. except her. Um, oh, he doesn't boy. let other dogs bathe him except her. Yeah. So uh, their celebrity couple name is Bo Lep. Yes. And they are absolutely <laughs> a married couple. They're not siblings. They're, it's, oh, it's romantic. They love each other. That's <laughs> yes. amazing. Mm-hmm. I think that they have made me follow my heart. They've taught me the importance of patience. And I think my life would be completely different without these dogs. I really just can't even imagine. So right now you are the legislative or a legislative attorney with Best Friends Animal Society. And you left a big, a bigger paying job, more stress, more corporate. Yes. Um, and... In talking about this job and how you exited, and in talking about your new job, you said you can't buy doing what you love. And I think that that's so poignant. Would you like to speak about that a little bit? So I went to law school, and while I was there, I knew I wanted to do public interest work, but wasn't exactly sure what line of public interest work. And I did end up in private practice uh, doing matrimonial law. Wasn't exactly happy um, Mm -hmm. in that line of work and threw myself into volunteering at an animal shelter, Liberty Humane Society. 2016, I was very unhappy at work and as a result was doing close to 40 hours a week of volunteer uh, work, not sleeping a whole lot. Whereabouts were you volunteering? So I was volunteering for various rescues, helping them with their social media, doing a lot of adoption screenings, still walking dogs at shelters, uh, you name it, and I was doing it because it was keeping my mind on something that I loved. Yes. 
So and we were fostering a whole lot during that time as well. Uh, so I left my job, which I am not an impulsive person. I don't think many attorneys are. Right. I'm super type A, meticulous. Yeah. But I jumped, and just six weeks later, I landed a position with Best Friends Animal Society. I'm now a legislative attorney, so I work on legislation and policies that impact companion animals. Have been for the past three years. That's amazing. And I really do credit Bo and my other dog, Mama Julep, for opening up this world to me. When I left the firm, I did leave higher pay. I left upward growth. Uh, the firm was very surprised, but I wasn't fulfilled. I didn't go home and feel content. I'm a person that's driven by doing what I feel is right and empowering others and helping others. And I knew that when I went to law school and it just took me a few years to get back on the path. What I didn't know is that animal law is such a booming part of the legal industry right now. It's one of the fastest growing parts of the law. So there are now animal law programs in law schools. Yes. There weren't when I started. There was one out in Portland, wow. but there weren't too many. And now they're everywhere. And I feel so lucky to have really stumbled upon this because I stumbled into an animal shelter. So... Yeah, if you have the opportunity, and I realize that I had a great deal of privilege in being able to make that decision, and sure. I'm very, very grateful to that, mostly to my husband, uh, who thankfully is a bit more motivated by money than I am, <laughs> and I'm very grateful that I was able to do that, but it's been a great experience to now have a mission-driven job where every day you can really evaluate the impact that you're making. I knew I would have pets. I didn't ever think I would be so fortunate as to have this be my line of work. Again, I didn't really know there were careers, yes. this type of career in yeah. this line of work, and there are so many opportunities now. I've just started following anything that comes my way, and life's had a lot of wonderful surprises, and it does feel like I landed where I was supposed to. Yeah. And tell me a little bit about Mama Julep. So Mama Julep, I met after Hurricane Harvey. Went down to Houston to do relief work with best friends. So she's now a certified therapy dog. She and I visit kids in hospitals and schools. We do a lot of read-to-dog programs. And she's just a really inspiring little dog. So when she first came to me, I had never had a dog that I would have sought out seeking therapy dog work. Um, we had fostered at that point 20 or more dogs because I knew her history and I knew she was good with children. I started exposing her to that and it turns out she's more than good with children. She loves children. She absolutely thrives with them. She's extremely docile. So she's started showing me that she wanted to do this sort of work. We don't have children. We have plenty of children on our block that yeah. she would love to go live with, right. but we ourselves <laughs> don't have any children. So we took the therapy dog test, and I really didn't know if she was going to pass because we didn't practice too, right. too much. And she just had to show, essentially, that she was in tune with me, had no aggression whatsoever. They handle them in very inappropriate ways right. on purpose. Yeah. And she passed it with flying colors. She was the only one in the class to pass it on the first try. So she and I now go and do this volunteer work, which is so rewarding. And the type of volunteer work I never would have sought out without her. Um, we're going into special needs schools, and we're being exposed to people who are really just looking for 
a being, her, that is not going to judge them as they learn to read or have a chemo treatment or are in a therapy session where they're talking about horrific trauma that they've experienced. And she's the natural at it. I'm the one who has had to learn from her about how to just be there. Right. That's really all we're doing. What a beautiful lesson. Absolutely. That's incredible. So she's with mostly kids. She thrives with the children. Uh -huh. We tried the nursing home visits as well. She was fine with them. Yeah. She wasn't super stoked about yeah, them. Yeah. More so about I'm the kids. Gonna, right. Yeah. So I'm always going to seek out like pediatric wings are what she really likes. Um, the only difficulty is the slippery tile floors for her because she's wobbly. Right. So sometimes we put little rubber socks on her, and then the kids get a real kick out of that. <laughs> I love it. So please tell me a little bit about Positive Pity Pack Walk. Yeah, so in 2012, we were living in the city with Bo, which is a difficult place for a fearful dog. Yes. And it's a difficult place for a high-energy fearful dog. These are now labels that I know apply to him, but at the time, I didn't know those apply to him. So I was trying to get him exercise and not knowing what he needed to make him feel secure. So we would go to the dog park, and he would be bullied. Now I realize it was bullying. At the uh -huh. time, I thought it was play. Right. So I quickly realized it was stressing him out. Uh, we would come home and he would either chase the cat because that was the stress release or destroy something or just sleep really hard. And that right. was an indication to me. He needed another outlet. But walking on the streets was sometimes difficult for him because it's loud and there are stressors there too. So I met uh, this woman who lived about a block from me who had a dog. I noticed she was walking on a muzzle and most people would be, you know, avoiding that person. Jumping then, out of the way. Right. Right. And instead I made it a point to befriend her because I realized she had a dog that looked like had even more issues than mine or quirks, let's call them. Sure. And I just approached her one day on the sidewalk. She's now become a lifelong friend and she said, my dog just can't deal with skateboards and they're everywhere and my dog flips out so we're wearing this muzzle and I give her a lot of kudos for that. Her dog is a wonderful dog, now has two little kids that she's great with. Yeah. So we found a third woman who also had a dog who did not do great at dog parks but really loved to walk and we formed this group called Positive Pity Pack Walk. It was loosely modeled after Chicago's Sociables. There used to be another group called Hikeables in San Francisco. So we got in touch with those folks. They kind of gave us some feedback about how to make it be very structured because we were gearing this towards dogs who don't do great in the dog park but really want that dog companionship yes. and pack walking is so innate to them yes so that was in 2012 we've now been having weekly walks since then we rotate amongst the three of us um, we've had some subs out in leadership because babies have come and life sure. changes but we walk weekly all throughout north jersey and we have almost 300 members. People drive as far as Connecticut, so two and a half hours over bridges and tolls. To do the and, walk. Yeah, to and do And how far do you walk. guys walk for? We walk around three miles uh -huh. per walk. Um, some of them are hikes through the woods. Some of them are more urban. And it's the most amazing community because we have people sign something before saying, I'm not going to judge other people. So if someone's using a walking tool or certain equipment that you don't like, you're not to say anything. Right. Or if someone's dog is flipping out and acting totally inappropriately, you're not going to say anything yeah. because we're all in different places in our journeys. So it's been an incredible community for people 
people to find other people with dogs that are dealing with quirks or with dogs that are perfectly fine that just you're looking for more dog people. That's amazing. I've met so many of my good friends on the street mm -hmm. and whether it's because we both had dogs or whether they stopped and talked to my dog or vice versa, it's just, it's a wonderful way to to socialize Absolutely. and to it's it just kind of extends your family in that way that's really beautiful i would love to see photos about yeah, this because if you look on facebook positive pity pack walk P -I -T -T -I -E, okay you can follow us we post lots of photos and yeah it's a really really neat community and we welcome people to join anyone's welcome to join so long as the dog is spayed or neutered that's the only yeah. rule it's going to be judgment-free. We used to say judgment-free zone, and then I realized yeah. that's some gym like Planet Fitness has that, <laughs> so we had to get rid of the slogan. Uh -huh. But it really is. It's a really that special place. Yeah. And I wish there were more of these pack walking groups. We help, some of our members have had to relocate and we've helped them to form pack walking groups in, in other places in the country because there's really such a need for this. Dog parks are not a great place for, I would go so far as to say most dogs. Whenever I see these really crowded dog parks, I see a lot of dogs that aren't having fun there. Yeah. And I would just say if you're interested in starting a pack walk to get in touch with me, I will send you all of our materials, which we recycled from other groups too. And we have lots of insight that we can give you. And it's been one of the most rewarding communities that I've found myself a part of in the dog world. That's amazing. Thank you for that. So where do we find all of your wonderful work on Instagram or on social media? Well, first I would just give a plug that we do. Best Friends does have a life-saving center here in New York. Yes. And that is in Soho on the border of Tribeca. The address is 307 West Broadway. That's a place where the public can go and just interact with cats and dogs. You don't have to be looking to adopt. So it's a wonderful place. Uh, definitely visit that. On Instagram, we are Our Pit Stop, O-U-R-P-I-T-S-T-O-P, -T -T and we document our foster adventures and Bo and Mama Julep's escapades, mm -hmm. and that's where you can find us. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for letting me tell my story. I was very drawn to AJ and her personality, and I really related to her because in some ways I've been able to find a way to merge my love of fashion and design with my love of rescue, and AJ's done the same thing, and she's really walking the walk and talking the talk. She's helping to create legislation to help protect animals. And on a personal level, by bringing her dog in as a therapy dog, she's able to help kids going through cancer treatment to bring them comfort, which is so beautiful and so touching. And with her Pity Pack Walk, she's helping owners find this great sense of community with other dog owners and realizing that they're not alone. And that's a very impactful, very inspiring person to know. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio, and it's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like this show, please leave a review or rating. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so see you next week for another episode from Dog Save the People. You can also check out the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund 
my foundation at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog and make it a great day for both of you.